Hello and welcome back to The Nest and Inside the Eagles live show. Thank you guys very much for joining me on today. What day is today? Uh, Monday, January 29th. Uh, and the Super Bowl's canceled. We're not doing it this year. There's just isn't, there's not going to be one. Uh, everything, everything that could go wrong yesterday, the fun options, the only good options for us, um, they're gone, which sucks. First, we had we had uh, uh, the Ravens um, losing to the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't beat the Ravens. The, the Ravens lost to the Chiefs. Zay Flowers, he's an idiot. Why did you do that? You're dumb. You're dumb and you did that. You're a rookie. That was dumb and you did that. Is, I'm not not a taunting. I'm not a taunting guy. That was taunting. Stupid. That was so stupid. And then that directly that directly led uh, to him uh, getting the ball punched out because he he reached for the goal line on a play that wasn't a fourth down. Don't do that, stupid. He got a ball punched out by the guy that he taunted. So he got that. He got what was he got what was coming to him. Um, I don't know, man. That game sucked. Nobody wants to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Nobody wants that. But here we are. Here we are. And then later on, we're like, okay, maybe maybe the uh, maybe the Lions can can do this. And things were going well. Things are going great. I had I had I had all the memes queued up. I had all the memes queued up. I had all of them. And then and then the second half half happened. And god damn it, man. What the hell happened? Why did I I understand Dan Campbell's going to go for it. The man's a maverick. The guy the guy's a loose cannon. He's going to go for it. But I, he always goes for it uh on, on fourth down. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't do, didn't do like a fake punt on his own 20 or something like that. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh but but that went bad. Um uh, turns out uh, Josh Reynolds can't catch. Jameer Gibbs uh, is a rookie in the playoffs, can't hold on to the ball. Um, I don't know. Everything went bad. So now now the Super Bowl 58 is uh, is the 49ers and the Chiefs. And, you know, I don't want it. <laughs> Nobody wants this. This is awful. Um, in a way, in, a, in an attempt to uh, uh, to to skew my brain, to 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 mess with the little the little pieces of shit that I got inside my skull. I uh, here's but here's my thought. We don't want either of these teams to win, but somebody's going to win. But one of these teams is going to lose. One of these teams is going to lose. They have to lose. Somebody has to lose. And I started thinking of that because I saw somebody put on Twitter a, a video of uh, uh, Nick Bosa uh, crying on the sideline after they lost in 2019. I was like, oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like seeing him cry. So then all I was like, okay. Somebody's gonna cry. Somebody on somebody on one of these teams that I don't like is gonna cry. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. It, I don't know, man. It sucked. I was going through it last night. Like I, I had the, I had the, the dumbass thought in my head. I was like, you know what? I don't want. Like I just want there to be a worse team. I want there to be like I would. I, it, again, I don't actually mean this, but I had the stupid thought in in my me trying to cope in my in my dipshit head. I had the thought. I thought to myself, you know what? I wish the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl so I could just root against them. But that's dumb. I don't want that. Nobody wants that to happen. But it's just like it's just like they're two bad guys. They're two bad guys, and I don't. And no, nobody. I don't know, man. It sucks. But somebody's got to lose, and we're gonna see. We're gonna see somebody that we don't like cry, and that's good. That's good. Be the bad guy now. Embrace the chaos. Root for crying grown men. That's what I'm asking for. I don't know. So now we get to spend uh, uh, two weeks listening to Super Bowl media, just uh, absolutely just tugging off uh, Brock Purdy, saying that he's elite because he ran a couple times. Um, we get to pay, we get that. We get everybody just going to town on Patrick Mahomes and 
that she they didn't even play good. They didn't even play. The Ravens lost that game, dude. They Chiefs got shut out in the second half again. That's like that third time this season they got shut out in the second half, and then oh, and then they go to the Super Bowl for it. It's so stupid and dumb and infuriating. I just, I just, we just, I, we just got done with, with, uh, with the most dominant franchise being a dynasty in, in, in the history of sport with the, with the, the Patriots. We just got done with that. We don't want another one. This was not a void. There wasn't a void for a dynasty. We, we don't, we don't need a, we don't need one. We don't need one. And then now we're getting one and it sucks, dude. It sucks. So that's where I'm at mentally. Um, it's just me today. It's just your boy today. Um, so we got some news. Uh, we got some news on Saturday night at about midnight, 11 o'clock, whatever time it was. The Eagles uh, officially hired uh, Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Um, so the coordinator positions are filled. Uh, coordinator positions are filled. Last year it was uh, 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 Brian Johnson and a Sean Desai, Matt Patricia mind meld. Um, we had that. Uh, that sucked. A uh, bunch of rookie play callers. This year, it's going to be Vic Fangio and Kellen Moore, two guys that we know can actually call plays and can do it at a high level. So that is good. That is a good thing. As far as Kellen Moore, initially, my thought, when when somebody throws out the idea, what of Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator, my mind, I've plagued my mind. I'm like, Cowboys offense, I don't like him. I don't like, we don't like that. We don't, whenever a cowboy comes into Philly, we're like, oh, this guy gets looks in the locker room. We're like, this guy, we don't like this guy. This guy sucks. We don't want him. But let's take advantage of that year of separation from the cowboys. Let's take, this is just a Chargers guy. This is just a guy coming from the Chargers. Yeah, he has a sorted past. We're not going to pay attention to a sorted past. He's a, he came from the Chargers. Uh, Shane Steichen came from the Chargers. Let's think about it like that. Let's 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 twist our dumb minds like that. Let's be let's be dumb that way. This is Ke- Kellen Moore, the Chargers offensive coordinator, not not whatever the hell he came from before. Um, so I'm trying to think about it like that, and I'm thinking about it more positively. As far as Kellen Moore goes, all right. So Kellen Moore offense, there are going to be a lot of changes, a lot of changes, and we know this is going to be a Kellen Moore offense because of what I believe to be true, uh, based off of. Uh, what happened at that postseason press conference, and then also what uh, Peter Schrager said is that the selling point for this offense is that you're going to be able, the offensive coordinator is going to be the head coach of the offense. You're going to be able to bring in your offense, bring in your guys, and let's see if it works. So I believe that it is actually going to be true that this is not going to be a Nick uh, Nick Sirianni offense. This is going to be a Kellen Moore offense. And with a Kellen Moore offense, again, very different than what we saw with Nick Sirianni the last two years. Specifically last year, because because in, in 2022 it was brand stinking brand stinking fresh. Every the, that's why it was exploding. That's why everything was working because it's fresh. People didn't know how to uh, to uh, to to beat that offense. Then they spent all offseason finding out what they could take away from the Eagles' offense, finding out a way to beat the offense. While the Eagles just said, while Nick Sirianni just said, we're going to do what we did. We're just going to do it better. No new wrinkles, and then it didn't work in 2023. So with a Kellen Moore offense. We're actually going to see motion. All right. And I know that's not like saying a whole lot because the Eagles were last in the NFL in motion rate. They're 32nd out of 32 teams in motion rate. Kellen Moore last year, eighth in motion rate. So it's not just going to be like going from a, uh, like no motion to some, it'll be a top 10, probably a top 10 motion rate kind of a, kind of an offense. So that's a good thing. And it's not just motioning just to motion, just to say that you did it. 
Uh, it's actually motioning for a reason, and it's the reason, which is uh, uh, to to confuse defenses and then get a like a, a pre-snap leverage, uh, uh, like creating that pre uh, pre-snap leverage with the motion. Like that's that's what it's there for. And and, and to be fair, uh, Kellen Moore is good at that. Okay, he's got he's in in his in his career. Let me see. I have this written down uh, as as a uh, um, offensive coordinator. Uh, he's been offensive coordinator for five years, four years from 2019 to 2022 with the Cowboys and then 2023 with the Chargers. All right. Uh, in those years, in those years, offensive DVOA wise, he was ranked second, 24th, fourth, 14th and 16th. And what's good about that is that those, those bad, those bad rankings, the, the, uh, him being ranked 24th in offensive DVOA, him being ranked 14th in offensive DVOA and him being ranked 16th in offensive DVOA. Those are kind of easy to, to figure out. Those are easy to figure out in 2020. They were, uh, Cowboys were ranked 24th in offensive DVOA. They had no Dak Prescott. They had no Dak Prescott. They were they were they were doing whatever the hell else they were doing. The Andy Dalton uh, was Cooper Rush part of that too. I can't remember. I don't want to think about it. But they were doing that. If he has a starting quarterback like he did in 2019 and uh, uh, 2021, and then kind of in 2023, um, you're going to be able to see. And and I guess it, that was the thing in 2022. The 14th he had just some Dak Prescott, and they ranked 14th. Um, in 2023, like I said, he had uh, uh, Justin Herbert, and Justin Herbert was banged up. I can't remember if he like actually missed games uh, or if like that finger. I can't remember what the hell Justin Herbert's whole thing is. I'm kind of glad that I don't think about Justin Herbert that often. But the point is that with those with those years where they didn't perform well, it's easy it's easy to it's easy to sort out why that happened. Um, we actually saw Jalen Hurts uh, start in every single game this year. That's a big that's a that's a big thing because previous two years he didn't. We we get a healthy Jalen Hurts for the entire season, we're we're going to be we're gonna be good. This the I believe the the whole thing with these with these two coordinators is that the floor has been raised. With the Vic Fangio offense, you're not going to have a terrible offense. You might not have the best offense, but you're not going to have or defense. Sorry, with Vic Fangio, you're not gonna have a, the worst defense. You're not you might not have the best defense, but you're not going to have the worst. And that's good. On, on, on defense, that's good. Like I always say, average defense can win you Super Bowls. Um, as far as Kellen Moore goes, it's kind of tried and true. You're not getting one of the, like these young guys with these newfangled ideas. We've seen that Kellen Moore can be successful. We've seen that he can have a uh, a good offense. Did he make it deep into the playoffs? No, because it's the Cowboys that he was with. It was the Cowboys that he was with, and they always choke in the playoffs. They always do that. That's what they do. So it's kind of another thing where it's where it's kind of easy to sort out where Kellen Moore's shortcomings are. So that's a good thing. Um, another thing with Kellen Moore, and I'm I'm trying to parse this out in my head. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to think about this out loud real quick. So Kellen Moore, if you're a big Itahogie, yell at the TV, and uh, just yelling, run the ball. If you're the guy, if you're the guy out there, and you were the guy with the trash can in front of the uh, Novacare complex that had the trash can that said "run the ball," I got bad news for you. Kellen Moore is not exactly a run the ball kind of guy. Um, very much a throwing guy, which is what Howie and Jeffrey Lurie want. Um, so there's that. But on the other part of that, he's never had Jalen Hurts type quarterback. Yeah, Dak Prescott could run. Not Jalen Hurts run. 
So I think that there's going to be a significant uptick in the quarterback run game. And hopefully it's not, and I say hopefully, it damn well better not be that stupid QB draw just to say that we ran. It better not be that kind of a thing. But I think that we're actually going to be able to see some production with Jalen Hurts' legs, um, kind of like what we haven't really seen before. Maybe not necessarily the RPO stuff, but maybe maybe some design stuff. Um, so I think I think that while he has not had the most dominant QB or dominant run game uh, in the past, I think that there is a uh, potential uh, for that to be a uh, a significant chunk of this offense because he's also never had uh, Jeff Stoutland as his run game coordinator, and we know that Jeff Stoutland's good at that as long as the Eagles don't ignore him. So I think that that's a good thing. Um, the other thing with this, the other thing with uh, uh, with Kellen Moore, or I say the other thing, another thing with Kellen Moore. Um, I want to talk about uh, uh, two tight end packages, okay? So that that would be a 12 personnel or a 22 personnel. That What that means uh, when you're talking about personnel packages, the first number is the number of running backs. The second number is the number of tight ends. So 12 personnel is one uh, running back, two tight ends. 22 personnel is two running backs, two tight ends. And then you'd fill in the rest with the uh, uh, wide receivers. Um, so, Kellen Moore. All right. I should start with this. The Eagles in the Nick Sirianni offense in 2022 and 2023. Package or the, the, the 12 personnel usage. The usage that uh, the personnel where the Eagles have two tight ends on the field. In 2022, they had 12 personnel 21% of the time. In 2023, they had 12 personnel 22% of the time. Kellen Moore is very heavy on two tight end packages. Kellen Moore is very heavy on two tight end packages. Uh, in 2019, he had 24%, then 2020, 32%, then 39%, then 31%. And then with the Chargers, he did it 29%. So on average there, we're talking the Eagles doing a uh, uh, 12 personnel 21 and a half percent of the time. And for the uh, Kellen Moore offenses, 21 personnel, 30% of the time. So that two tight end package is going to be very important. That's kind of my point here. And if we're talking about two tight end packages, obviously it's going to be Dallas Goddard. And then the second one would be Jack Stoll, which is somebody that we don't have the most faith in when Jack Stoll does something good. Yeah, it's good, but we're going to need to upgrade that. And that's where the history of the Eagles drafting tight ends comes into play. In the 2023 draft, that was after uh, uh, Dallas Goddard's fifth year in the league. The Eagles drafted Dallas Goddard after Zach Ertz's fifth year in the league. So going into the last draft, I was thinking that the Eagles were going to draft a tight end because it made sense. That's when uh, that's the point in Dallas Goddard's or in uh, Dallas Goddard's career, uh, where if it was Zach Ertz's career, they would draft Dallas Goddard. You get what I'm saying. I'm kind of muddling my words, but you get what I'm saying. It was the same point in time in the tight end's career uh, that they drafted the next tight end. So I thought last year they were going to draft a guy that would end up replacing Dallas Goddard. That did not happen. This year. I think that that's a even higher chance, not just given the fact that Dallas Goddard's getting older, the fact that Dallas Goddard's gotten hurt. Well, this year was a freak. Uh, the last two years were kind of freak accidents, but they happened. They happened. Dallas Goddard did get hurt. So this year with a, uh, a, 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 a personnel package with two tight ends being, a, I would an assumedly bigger part of the offense. Uh, potentially 10% bigger part of the offense, which is a big part. 
you would think that they're going to draft a tight end. Now, I know Brock Bowers is obviously the guy from Georgia, the tight end from Georgia. That's a guy that a lot of people, that, that guy, he's going to go in the first round. He's going to go in the first round. The guy's phenomenal. He's going to go in the first round. Um, there are a few other guys. I know the next best guy that people are putting on their draft boards is the dude from uh, from Texas. I can't remember his name, but just keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out. When you're looking at draft stuff, keep an eye out on tight ends because there's a good chance that the Eagles will probably I would say a good chance. The chances are higher relative to other years that the Eagles will draft a tight end. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. I feel like kind of the gist of what I'm saying with that is that Kellen Moore likes running packages with two tight ends. The Eagles don't exactly have uh, the best second tight end. Dallas Goddard's getting older. They're, there's a, they're going to need to do something with that second tight end. That's my point here. That's my point. Um, other things with, um, Kellen Moore, uh, had a note here about why the Cowboys got rid of him. Um, I don't necessarily believe it was because Kellen Moore, like why, cause that's an important thing to know is why a uh, why anybody leaves a team, why any team separates themselves, whether it's a player, uh, GM coach, anybody, why would the team separate from them? Obviously, he separated from the Chargers because they're changing everything there. Jim Harbaugh is going in. Jim Harbaugh is going to clean house. He's going to just rebuild. That's what Jim Harbaugh wants to do is rebuild a team. So obviously, they're going to get rid of Kellen Moore. Before that, he left the Cowboys. Why did he get rid of the Cowboys? They needed a change there. They needed a change there. And the change that could be made on offense, Dak Prescott was contractually, you can't get rid of Dak Prescott after the uh, the 2022 season. They couldn't. It would be foolish for them to do that. It'd be a huge waste of money. They'd trade it, whatever. The easier guy to get rid of was going to be Kellen Moore. I believe that's why they got rid of him. They wanted the, the we saw last year with uh, Mike McCarthy took over the play calling. He said that in the offseason. He's like, yeah, I'm going to run the ball a whole bunch because that's what Jerry Jones wanted him to do. And then running the ball didn't work so well for him. So then they started throwing the ball, and that worked out really well for them. So it worked out well for for the uh, the Cowboys that they moved away from Kellen Moore. Um, I don't believe that they moved away from Kellen Moore because he was doing a bad job. Like when the Eagles got uh, got done with Andy Reid, it was just time. It was just time for them to part ways. That's kind of just how it was. At that point, I believe Kellen Moore had been with the Cowboys. Let's see. Um, he was a player. He was a backup uh, backup quarterback for the Cowboys from 2015 to 2017. Then he moved straight into being a uh, uh, the quarterbacks coach, and then he was the uh, offensive coordinator for four years. So what's that? 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's eight years that he spent with the Cowboys. It was just time for them to part ways because things weren't happening, and uh, Jerry Jones is never going to blame himself for uh, their absolute pathetic performances in the playoffs. So he's got to blame somebody else. Why not get rid of Kellen Moore? Hell, that's what that's what the Cowboys or that's what the Eagles just did with uh, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson was a problem, not the problem, but the easier move is to get rid of an offensive coordinator, bring in Kellen Moore, experienced play caller. I think I'm becoming a fan of this. What could happen with this Kellen Moore offense? Um, on the other side of that, uh, there's a reason, and um, admittedly not a good one. Uh, some of like the breakdowns of like his uh, film and stuff, not by like the film of like uh, Kellen Moore's like schemes and stuff. 
probably not by the most reputable people. I saw just like some dude who's a fan of the Chargers that was like creaming his dockers over uh, what the Kellen Moore offense could look like in in uh, uh, in uh, L.A. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, Justin Herbert's not going to miss that throw. Dak Prescott's gonna, not going to miss that or Dak Prescott will miss that throw. Uh, Justin Herbert would never do that. Can you imagine what it would look like if we had uh, Austin Eckler running this instead of Tony Pollard? Uh, that guy's sad now that guy that's just a sad dude now uh, that guy i don't i don't remember what the dude's name was whose film i was watching his breakdown he had some good points on on like some of the scheming and the routes and some of the blocking concepts and stuff like that uh and the play calling and that kind of thing the sequencing yeah he had good points there but it was very funny watching him have his high, uh, his hopes up for the chargers for seemingly no reason uh so that was i i do i do take a uh a lot of a lot of joy uh, watching other people be sad. Again, one of the teams in the Super Bowl has to lose, so that's what we're going to hang our hat on there. Um, did I have anything else on on Kellen Moore? Um, one of his, if you wanted to think of a negative for Kellen Moore, because we don't want to just be like, oh, all of this is positive. Um, he sometimes he can overcomplicate things. Um, he can he can be scheming the ball to to get to like not the best player. Um, a lot of times we like, uh, specifically in 2022, uh, we saw plays where we know that the Eagles had, uh, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jalen hurts. All these guys are playmakers, but then they would scheme plays specifically for Kenny Gainwell. It's like, why the hell did we do that? So it's not necessarily anything new that we're looking at. That could be a bad thing. Um, it's just not a fix to a potential problem. Kellen Moore has uh, he can he can do things where uh like like uh in 2022 uh the the Cowboys had uh Dalton Schultz and then Jake Ferguson and then every once in a while uh Kellen Moore would get a play to go to Jake Ferguson. It's like why the hell would you do that stupid? That's a dumb thing to do. You want to make sure you're getting the ball to your best people. Um so that's just something he can do. I'm sure there are other things that when I look more into it I'll uh, I'll be able to to give you guys some more information on some negative things about Kellen Moore. Um, I'm pretty good at finding the negative side of things. I, I kind of hang my hat on that. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, one more thing is that we know that Kellen Moore uh, can can scheme plays, make it so wide receivers are open and the throw needs to go in the middle of the field. That's something we haven't seen Jalen do a lot of, and I believe that's kind of a scheme thing. If Jalen wants to have a meeting with Kellen Moore and say. I need plays to be able to go into the middle of the field. I think that's going to be kind of a, I think Kellen Moore will be able to do that. And that will be able to, that will be, that'll be on Jalen to be able to make those plays. And I think that's a good thing. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I believe in Jalen Hurts. If he's uh, running an offense, uh, a good offense and not a, a, a stale one, uh, which is a quote directly from the team, um, I believe in him. I believe that he'll be able to do this. This is not the kind of offense uh, where the 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 coaches are going to be like, this is the decision. You make this read, and then this is where you go with the ball. I believe that a Kellen Moore offense is going to put more of the onus on Jalen Hurts, which is a good thing. He's very smart. Every single year that he has something bad go wrong with it, he comes back, and that's his strongest, that's the strongest part of his game. I think that this year uh, we're going to be able to see a lot more of, uh, of Jalen Hurts making the decisions himself, and that's what I want to see. So I think... I think the benefits kind of outweigh the cons with uh, with Kellen Moore. Whatever it is, when we're thinking of the uh, new offensive uh, and defensive coordinator uh, for this Eagles team, it's an upgrade. That's the bottom line. What the Eagles have done with the uh, Vic Fangio and with the uh, Kellen Moore 
uh, uh, hires, they've upgraded from that last year. And that is huge. We know that this team is incredibly talented. We know that. If they can upgrade these schemes, well, at least the offenses, if we can upgrade these schemes, you're going to be able to let the talent shine more. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line for that. As far as uh, defense goes, uh, some other news. Like we know, we saw uh, Vic Fangio get hired. Um, the Eagles have, this is per Tom Pelissero on Twitter, uh, this is the tweet. The Eagles are expected to hire former Seahawks defensive coordinator Clint Hurt as their D-line coach per sources. Sweeping staff changes continue under Nick Sirianni, who is also expector, expected to hire one of Hurt's assistants in Seattle, Carl Scott, to coach defensive backs. I believe that that's a good thing, too. Um, one of the biggest reasons is purely physical. <laughs> that's Clint Hurt. That's a guy. That's 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 my that's our that's our defense. That's our D line coach now. That that hunk. This hunk. This hunk right here. This guy. This Leviathan of a man. This behemoth. This this is the defensive corner. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Physically, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. And then on top of that, anytime you can get, and this is, I, this, I have no no basis to go off of this for, but if you can get a defensive coordinator uh, to be a to downgrade to a position coach, I'll take that. If you can get a head coach to downgrade to a coordinator, I'll take that as well. That's just a general rule of thumb for me. There's no basis on that. It just kind of feels good. It just kind of feels good to say that. Like we saw Steve Spagnola was, uh, was the Rams head coach, and now he's a good defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Is there any connection to those two things? Probably not, but it feels kind of good to say. Um, so Clint Hurt is the new Eagles defensive line coach. Uh, Carl Scott uh, was uh, the Seahawks secondary coach and passing game coordinator last year. Um, I kind of, I kind of think I like this. I think I kind of like this. Um, if for any other reason. What happens when when coaches change um, change teams like we saw with uh, uh, and he was a free agent. He was just on a one year deal. But we saw from 2022 to 2023, uh, Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rallis go to uh, go to Arizona. Kaiser White goes with them. OK, T players will follow coaches sometimes. So when we're looking at that, we're one of, we want to kind of look at some of the free agents on that Seattle team that could potentially come to the Eagles, specifically in areas of need. And I would say probably uh, hands down, uh, depending on hands down, I would say the Eagles, obviously they're, they're areas of need linebacker, uh, safety cornerback, depending on Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, you could talk me into defensive line and an edge rusher. Um, but as far as linebackers, corners and uh, safeties that are uh, free agents, from Seattle, we're looking at Bobby Wagner. We're looking at Devin Bush. We're looking at Jordan Brooks. Uh, Artie Burns doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Michael Jackson. Uh, you always like a Michael Jackson, unless you don't like Michael Jackson. Um, uh, and then uh, John Radigan, that also doesn't do a whole lot for me. So kind of the bigger ones that I'm looking at there are the uh, uh, the uh, Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, and, and Michael Jackson. Those are those are some guys. If you're if you're looking at guys who could potentially make their way towards this Eagles team, those are three names that I would kind of look out for. Again, any of those guys, whether it be Wagner, Bush, Brooks, Burns, Jackson, or Radigan, 
probably going to be an upgrade uh, over uh, what we saw from the Eagles this year. Um, none of those guys are safeties, by the way. Um, some other guys, I saw somebody said this, uh, Patrick Sertan. All right. We know Patrick Sertan is great. Uh, Carl Scott, uh, was a, uh, um, a coach at Alabama, Patrick Sertan, Alabama. Could Patrick Sertan follow, uh, uh, Carl Scott? Probably not, but it could happen. I'm not, it's a non-zero, it's a non-zero percent chance of that happening. Um, Quandre Diggs is a guy from, uh, uh, Seattle. I believe he's a safety uh, Quandre Diggs is, yeah, safety at Seattle. Um, we're probably going to need uh, uh, safety help, uh, given the kind of the up in the airness of Sidney Brown and Kevin Byard's a tremendous disappointment. Um, Quandre Diggs is a guy that Slay has been actively trying to recruit to the Eagles. Having a defensive coordinator from Seattle and a defensive backs coach coming to Eagles. Probably makes that a little bit a little bit more enticing uh, for Quandre Diggs to come uh, to come to Philly, uh, so that would be good. Um, I saw people saying maybe Reek Wollen, maybe, but uh, I would not probably hang my hat on that. Again, if it did happen, that's an upgrade. So a lot of these things are upgrades. Um, on that same note, on that same note of players following a coach, we need to look at uh, look at Miami as well. Uh, Miami is a little bit less enticing than uh, Seattle's secondary. Um, I know Xavier, uh, who's that? Xavier Woods. Um, maybe he could. He's not a free agent, but the free agents on Miami, looking at Nick Needham, corner, uh, Deshaun Elliott, safety, Eli Apple is a corner. Yuck. No, thank you, Eli, Eli Apple. Uh, Justin Bethel, Brandon Jones is a safety, Elijah Campbell, uh, uh, Calvin Munson. Um, and then also Andrew Van Ginkle is an edge rusher. He's a free agent as well. I'd say if Brandon Graham doesn't come back, which I, I think he probably will because the Eagles will be able to get him for cheap. Either way, Andrew Van Ginkle is a good add to a team. Um, he's the white guy with long hair. Um, I think he, I think he's a good, if you're looking to, to kind of like think who the hell is that guy? Um, that's who that is. So I think that would, it could uh, also be a good addition too. Um, but that's just one of these things when the Eagles are filling out this coaching staff, um, whether it be like the, the Quint Hurt, the Carl Scott, the Vic Fangio, um, maybe Kellen Moore brings somebody from the Chargers. Uh, who knows? Uh, we saw when when Nick came here, he got uh, uh, Zach Pascal. So people will follow coaches sometimes. Um, so it's just something to take a look at. It's just something to take a look at. Uh, keep that kind of stuff in mind, specifically when we're talking about the Eagles filling in the, retro, the, the rest of their coaching staff. Um, other than that, um, let's see, Alexander, uh, uh, what's his name? Alex Tanny, the, uh, QB coach, uh, uh, Jalen's QB coach has requested to, uh, to interview for other jobs, which is good for me. I like that, um, with a uh, regression on the offense and regression for Jalen, uh, I would say, uh, objective regression for Jalen. Um, I don't think anybody in the world is looking at, at Jalen's 2023 season and, and saying that he didn't regress. Um, but, uh, Get the coach out. Get the coach out. You got a new offensive coordinator. Um, get the coach in, especially with uh, uh, Kellen Moore being a, uh, a quarterback himself and being a quarterback-centric offensive coordinator. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Um, is there anything else I wanted to talk about? I'm not entirely sure there is. Uh, let's see. We talked about new defensive coaches. We talked about Kellen Moore's DVOA, his uses of 12 personnel, and kind of the, some of the benefits of him. Um, yeah, I think we're good. 
I think we're good. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with me on this Monday night. Did a shorter show, but I think we uh, we kind of covered a lot here. Hopefully I made it concise enough. I know I got a little bit kind of mind-boggled there uh, with uh, talking about the uh, the drafting of a tight end. Uh, the, the 12 personnel I know can be a little bit finicky and a little bit hard to understand. Um, I have something written up about all this. So if, if any of this didn't make sense, if you want to go back and read it, I'll have something up about kind of the uh, uh, the changes that we'll see uh, on the uh, the offense on InsideTheEagles.com. I'll have that up uh, either today or tom- uh, tomorrow or the next day. I probably won't have it uh, up tonight because it's kind of late. Um, but that's where we're at. Again, thank you guys very much for joining me on this Monday night. Uh, this has been The Nest. My name is Jake Beckman. I appreciate y'all hanging out with me. And a team's got to lose the Super Bowl, and we got to be happy about that. We can't find joy anywhere else than a grown man's tears. Y'all have a good night. Go Birds.